2: Save the Queen!
1: Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen if you are new to us because we moved platforms last week and we've got lots of lovely new listeners welcome to the show and if you have been with us for a long time then it is great to have you with us again i am your host Anne gripper i am joined by the mirrors royal editor russell myers who is the other side of london somewhere as we hello
2: hello a a very sniffly hay fever ridden russell myers I'm, i'm afraid
1: better the hay fever than the coronavirus very
2: much so very much so
1: so yes we'll try and keep your sniffles to yourself as much as you can (laughs) hay fever is a miserable thing so uh, yeah good luck good luck with it so um right where to start how are you
2: it's nice to see you i can see you we're recording this on zoom
1: Yes, it's very, it's good. We had our first um, family Zoom quiz the other night, which was very entertaining. And-
2: Everyone's gone quiz crazy.
1: Yes, quiz crazy. Oh, I wonder whether the royal family—they done a quiz yet? They may. I
2: don't know. That would be a great story, wouldn't it? They yeah. have been. They have been hooking up on video calls um through Zoom. So potentially, they've yeah. been doing a quiz. I mean, everybody else is. So why wouldn't they?
1: Why wouldn't they? More more of that later, because there is lots to talk about. All the royal news. This week's episode, well, the first episode this week will be your sort of general royal family news update. There's a bit of a birthday theme running through it. Don't worry, we aren't going to sing. Although I may be doing Russell a disservice. Maybe he's got a lovely singing voice. No. You're going to get a happy birthday. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no. I, I could I could get through a tune. I wouldn't do karaoke.
1: Okay. Well, we'll we'll save <laughs> our listeners from that delight, but so yeah so catching up on all the birthday news plus all of the sort of coronavirus because the royal family have been really really busy working hard but i must just let you know that there is an exciting episode coming at the weekend much trailed when you all sent in your questions about how the royal family works and robert jobson joined us to answer them and there's also an exciting competition where you can win um win his book which explains everything you could possibly want to know about the royal family it is really fab it's a great episode so look forward to that one subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and make sure you get that but first of all Russell you and I are here right now and there is only one place to start and that is those amazing pictures of Prince Louis that have brought a little bit of joy and happiness on his second birthday
2: they have they have a good friend of the podcast Mr Ian Vogler uh was was full of praise for the pictures both both about how you know louis was very very casual in imposing in and about the sort of composition of, of kate's photos um yeah i, I they were well received across the board because I think we need something to cheer us all up in these, uh, in these dark times which we're living through and certainly um, the tribute to the, to the NHS work, workers is, is another um, PR masterstroke by the, by the Cambridges, I mean they, they're not putting a foot wrong at the moment and they are working incredibly hard both you know in front of the camera um, and behind the scenes, keeping uh, contact with all their charities, um, and, uh, and 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 they they're keeping on trying to do what they can. It seems.
1: Yeah, the rainbow has really become the sort of symbol of both children and sort of hope of of getting through all this around where i live there's all sorts of rainbows chalked on the floor and painted on boards and posted up in windows and all sorts this it is very cheery but those pictures pictures of louis with his paint all over his hands i love the one where he's kind of coming towards you and he looks like he's trying to get the paint all over you as well and then this morning, so I was looking at it, thinking, "Oh, I have that little check check shirt that he's wearing that looks very much like one Prince George used to wear." And gosh, doesn't he look like his brother? And I bet he didn't look that clean come the end of all of this photo uh, photo shoot time. And then Kensington Palace put out this uh, kind of, you know, Instagram perfect it, life versus the no, reality of him paint smeared all over his face, all
2: over his face, definitely. I mean, it, 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 I can't believe how old he looks, to be honest. And he's, he, and he very definitely, very he's nice. definitely a Middleton as well. Uh, but he's, I mean, he's super cute. And I'm glad that they put those photos out today because, again, it just is, it's just. <laughs> proves that they can laugh at themselves and providing us with you know with all a bit of titillation in in these uh otherwise um quite bizarre times but uh, they, they, having the children out i mean we don't get to see them in the official, official engagements very often do we and they haven't done a full tour together yet but um something like the clap for carers the very first one that we did uh, in the UK by having them all uh, sort of little Louie in the middle of big brother and big sister, not looking like he didn't know really what was going on at first. But this shows that, um, as Kate said, she's sort of trying to keep them all entertained. And I, d- I don't really envy them at the moment, sort of dealing with three children all running around the place. But I'm sure there's a lot of other parents who are going through very similar circumstances.
1: Yeah, and like so we'll we'll talk about the interview they did with the BBC in just a second. But I just wanted to mention the um the Prince Charles picture that Clarence House put out as well, again taken by Kate. It's a black and white picture. And it, you know, it's much more of Charles than it is of Louis, but I would imagine it must have struck a chord with a lot of grandparents today because it's showing a hug and that oh, yeah. contact with other people and contact with friends and family is so is so limited. You know, it's great having having video calls and everything, but that human contact and touch for people who are kind of living on their own or or that kind of thing, people who are special to them. There was someone on the radio talking the other day. They'd seen two friends or, you know, a mother and daughter. They weren't sure of the relationship out in a park. Together, socially distant, and they both hugged themselves at the same time. Gosh, to sort of, you know, um, to provide that sort of sense of togetherness. But that, you know, that it's a lovely, lovely picture, and the the look on Prince Charles's face as he's got his grandson enveloped in a hug. Yeah,
2: it's really nice. I mean, that's what Camilla said, didn't she? When um, she said to uh, to one of the uh, pensioners that she was ringing up as part of the volunteer scheme. Uh, reaching out to people who are living alone, making sure that they're you know they're not feeling lonely at this this time where we're all sort of isolated from each other. And certainly, Camilla had, had told this lady that um, that was the one thing that she missed most by being in isolation is not being able to hug her grandchildren. Uh, and, and you can just see it on on Charles's face. It's that something that we're all lacking at the moment. And you know who knows how long this is going to go on for, but. Um, it's 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 something we're just going to have to get used to for, for for a while
1: and i think you know we quite often talk about those moments when the royal family seem really relatable and that conversation that william and kate had on bbc breakfast the other day when they're talking about um the Struggles of trying to get the family set up with the online calling and some of the older members of the family possibly not having been quite so au fait with it as, as the younger ones are, just trying to sort it out. You can just imagine trying to explain to everybody, no, just turn your camera on. So yeah, turn yeah, exactly. turn it around
2: the other way. Get your head out the picture or in the picture. It's, yeah, I mean, everyone's sort of feeling that at the moment. And I like to think they are doing the quiz because, you know, we're as the Queen said we're all in this together and I think whether people are finding out about new relationships about their families and friends people that they haven't spoken to for a long time and in some weird way hopefully it will bring us back to closer to each other because I think everyone's sort of missing that contact aren't they Um, you're certainly getting it from different avenues but hopefully it will make us or it will make us a bit more appreciative of each other
1: and I know I can't remember who it was. I saw someone on Twitter saying they were so glad to see Kate back in her classic sort of Breton stripes. And that again made everything feel like everything was a little bit normal. Everything's normal, yeah. <laughs> if Kate is wearing stripes, then everything must be okay. But it was quite, um, it was. A really sort of wide-ranging conversation that they had talking about, you know, coronavirus, talking about Prince Charles having coronavirus, talking about was it mental health. One of their key areas was one of the, the sort of the main message that they were pushing and then that that confession by Kate that they basically cancelled the Easter holidays and they'd been doing school with the kids all the way through. Brilliant.
2: Was... Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, uh, again, the, the, it must be just to keep them entertained because, you know, having your rugrats around you all the time is something that everybody with children is struggling with. Um, And and I think that's very, very endearing where she's probably just like a load of other parents, bribing their children (laughs) all the time to just try and keep them entertained for even a few minutes or a few hours during the day. I, I think they've been fantastic, actually. That that interview with the BBC and some of the other conversations we've seen since have been um, shown us some really lovely unguarded moments. And it's not just the same formulaic stuff, is it? Just sort of mental health and um, talking about their patronages or the emergency services. It's all coming from the heart, it seems, especially when William is talking to talking about you know the frontline people that he is speaking to and the issues that they're telling him that's happening on the frontline and how that is affecting their not only their well-being but each and, each and everybody's families and that's how, one of the reasons they've brought forward this project called Our Frontline um, which I think is going is, is to be hugely, hugely popular. It's another tech service like Shout that we've spoken previously about but this one is bringing uh, together, a load of mental health charities that haven't worked together in the in the past, and they will now provide round the clock services to people working on the front line, um, you know, in the health service, in the care service, as well as frontline workers like our posties, our bin men, who are trying to, you know, do everything they can to keep Britain moving in and working inc- incredibly, incredibly hard. So it's it's really tapping into actually what what is going on at the moment and. Um, long may continue because i think we're going to the people are going to need their support for a long time
1: i thought it's interesting the comment william made about the environment as well because you know obviously that's something that we've talked about on the show in the past he was saying you know that people not traveling it's a it's a good thing it's you know it's good for the environment and we we have discussed a how the royals travel and b you know do they actually always need to Go to these far-flung places, and that that affects. And that, I just thought it was really interesting that he brought that up and sort of saying, you know, you can do so much over video conferencing now. Um, you know, do you actually really need to fly to the other side of the world for a two-hour meeting? So I thought
2: that, that was that, that was really interesting. I mean, Prince Charles raised that yesterday. It was the 50th anniversary of Earth Day yesterday, and what he took out of it was essentially saying that he believes. The global response to the crisis has really shown us or should show us how the world can tackle one of the biggest crises in our you know in our generation is that of climate change and you know essentially something that he's been speaking about for years is that we need you know a united force on this to be able to really make differences um and and just, what I, I think I'll just say to you just before we came on, that like stuff like people's hay fever is getting worse because we don't have um, as much air pollution in big cities at the moment. Well, and there's loads of ecosystems that are actually coming to, um, c- coming out. Now. I saw that video of um, the octopus going through the um, canal in Venice. And because the water is so clear, you can see loads of wildlife that you haven't seen before and this is something that sh- or surely we should be recognizing going forward and trying to think about how we change the planet that was certainly what charles was saying yesterday
1: no it's, it is it is interesting it almost feels like you're sort of being forced into practice I think it's the closest thing to mindfulness that I've ever dealt with because I'm usually like at 100 miles an hour but at the moment you're going out and you're noticing the small changes around where you live or that tree didn't have its flowers on last time we walked down here or there's a rose that's come out here or whatever just tiny tiny things and butterflies in the garden and just finding the little bits of brightness in the in the day really so this is we've, we're turning into like, like our like, podcast yeah, and like, this is what it's supposed <laughs> to be
2: about so let's yeah. let's be cheery
1: we are cheery we are <laughs> cheery there are good there are good things and also the good news you remember a couple of weeks ago i said i'd been talking to the lupins like prince charles does yes my plants i was growing they're still they're mainly still alive so <laughs> they are growing
2: well you, you, you know you're, you're living a proof of it
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're getting, getting there. so you know the royals are remaining very busy um williams has had calls to uh, farms and various different places there's a lot of letter writing going on from everybody to all of their patronages and sort of expressing in different ways their sort of admiration and highlighting some of the different challenges that organizations like Point or the evelina hospital and, and various other organizations that they work with have been encountering I think just about all of the royal family well the the top the top folks they've all opened the nightingale hospitals i think it's royals each time and apart from captain tom moore the, uh, le- legendary, uh, who, the fundraiser. legendary
2: fundraiser who was given a special pride of britain award today on good morning britain so congratulations to captain tom moore for all he's doing i think it's a 27 28 million now i mean it's it's absolutely astonishing
1: he's a 99 year old man who set out to walk it was a thousand laps of his garden no it was (laughs) a hundred laps of his garden for his
2: 100th birthday to raise a thousand pounds and he is at 28 million or so at the moment uh and you've had a lot of the um royals writing to him uh prince charles camilla uh prince william and 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 william and kate was speaking about him in that wide-ranging bbc interview where yeah, uh, but William was, you know, saying how amazing obviously it was, and he's a he's a one-man fundraising machine. It looks, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. He's he's a hundred next week, is uh, Captain Tom, um, and no doubt he will have uh, a note from the Queen um, on his hundredth birthday. But I, I would well imagine there would be a special note in there for him as well.
1: Are there any of the um, events or, or things that they've been sharing that have particularly stood out for you from the what the royals have been up to?
2: I think it's just interesting, I, I'm still really hopeful that Charles would do some sort of you know um, Instagram live with his garden because a lot of people are spending time not only in their gardens but like you see uh, like you said, out and about, noticing wildlife. And I think that would be really amazing, but it's not been forthcoming as yet. I still keep trying to pitch it to the palace. But keep pushing, I, I know, I will keep pushing.
1: I'm very um, happy to give him a tour of my garden and show him I, my lupins if we, it would he help. Could,
2: we could get him on the show, imagine this. <laughs> but there's I, there's has been... I've, I thought that these private letters that are coming to the fore, and listen, there are loads of them, but there are certain instances which have really um, struck a chord, like Kate writing to the children's hospital that obviously she can't go and visit, but speaking about the staff that are obviously working not only with coronavirus, but working with really, really sick children who are obviously at risk all the time, not just in in a situation like this. Um, William writing to Child Bereavement UK, he's been obviously speaking, Charles has been speaking to the farmers that are keeping Britain moving. And I think it's just part that is what the royal family are there for at the end of the day, aren't they? They're not here to um, you know, to 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 act like rock stars, even though we do think of them as such a lot of the time these days, because we are in a celebrity obsessed culture, I suppose. But the Queen has led from the front, it's been duty first, it's been a calm, measured response. Um, and and I think we will see more of that. I I, I honestly can't think that you know, engagements are going to happen that the way they did for the rest of the year. Talking to the government are talking about social distancing measures for being in place for many, many months. Schools won't be open necessarily till the autumn, so it's just all a bit up in the air. So they are sort of doing it on the hoof at the moment, and a lot of these... Um, these uh, plans for the for the roles about how they're operating are, are, are being done day by day, and um, I think I think we've we've seen a lot of them, haven't we? So we should, we should, I've been fair, I've been left very very impressed by, by what they've been doing.
1: And uh, yeah, it's, the Queen's cancelled another raft of in, of sort of events at Buckingham Palace. All of the garden parties and investitures in June are now off as well. So I think they've got this sort of rolling cancellation programme, essentially. Um, one thing I think that surprised everybody this week was the statement that came out from Prince Philip, his first sort of yeah. popping his head above the parapet since retirement.
2: Yeah, the Duke is back. I mean, they... I mean, we haven't heard from him for for so long. That tells you what sort of an unprecedented time that we're in. Um, I mean, he's again putting the, that a statement out like that by praising the key workers of Britain, who are a lot has been made about the NHS and rightly so. Our care workers are putting their lives on the line every day to keep Britain moving. However. let's not forget the other key workers who are out there the people who are delivering the parcels the shell stackers the people who are driving all the deliveries and 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 that was you know super awesome that he felt moved to 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 do that um and and again we, we mustn't forget
1: the bin men got a nod as well i think didn't they i think there's the signs go up around here as well to say thank you to the bin men each week which is always the which is a nice thing so yeah very interesting times but um it was. It's not just been Prince Louis's birthday this week. I'm going to have to
2: just. I'm going have to go. I'm, I'm going have to go for um for about fifteen minutes. I'm just. I don't know what this is about, but they're asking me to jump on a uh, a call for the Cambridges.
1: Okay, fine. So we've just had a little bit of a break in the middle of recording because Russell had an important phone call, and ultimately, if the palace rings, you're probably going to answer it. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I probably should do. I mean, I do love. Obviously, talking to you every week and doing this podcast with our good friends, but uh, yeah, just had to jump on an important call uh, to tell us that uh, the Duke of Cambridge has done a hilarious sketch with comedy legend uh, Stephen Fry. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of Blackadder.
1: I am a I fan mean, of Blackadder.
2: Yeah, I imagine you were, as am I. But our, our sort of global listeners might not be. It's sort of a cult. Um, show all through all throughout sort of eighties and early nineties, would you say? Some sure of um, our
1: childhoods. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, we're showing our age now, man. So yeah. that we shouldn't be. Um, but it's all about the Clap for Carers, uh, which has been become a national event. I think we touched upon it earlier. Um, Prince William and Stephen Fry have um, done a sketch, sort of a one-off sketch, where they're talking on the phone. Stephen Pry has um, reprised one of his uh, infamous roles as Lord Melchett, and uh, and sort of, there's a bit of a dialogue uh, between them and then they both go out, open their front doors and they lead the clapping tonight which is all going around the country and all the Cambridge kids are involved as well so if you haven't seen those online you must check them out because they look fantastic.
1: So we're in the space-time continuum here in that we are talking about something that is going to be coming up ahead and it's embargoed, but this episode will be going out after it has happened, so we're allowed to talk about it.
2: I mean, you've just scrambled my brain, so I I can't keep up.
1: But it means Russell's seen it. I haven't. But it's yeah. um, there's basically a big event um, happening on the BBC tonight where two of the big fundraising things are, are joining up to celebrate the sort of the work of the NHS and tapping into this Clap for Carers thing that's happening every Thursday, where people are getting hold of dustbin lids and uh, saucepans and everything that they can to make as much noise as possible to say thank you to the uh, to the medical workers.
2: It's been a, a real national event, actually. I mean, I, I'm, I must um, admit I didn't think it would carry on, but it's become really something that everyone's looking forward to now, especially as they're sort of cooped up in their, their houses and flats uh, throughout the week. And it's something that you can actually see your your neighbours and have a bit of a chat to them at, uh, at a social distance and, and check in on them and see how they are if you haven't seen them throughout the week. And it's, um, and it's become really sort of this... This, we're all in it together national event, and especially everyone has been getting involved up and down the country and You've got loads of celebrities doing it, the royal family have obviously been doing it. The Cambridge children took part in the very very first one and uh and it's continuing and this big thing well it's called the Big Night in this television extravaganza tonight brings together two huge charities uh comic relief and children in need, raising money for good causes um you know, paying tribute to all the key workers on the front line. And, uh, and it promises to be, uh, as I said, a television extravaganza.
1: I know Dan Jackson, our fab producer, who is listening in with while we are recording, he's excited about the Doctor Who special that's coming up. But how do you rate William's performance? Is he a natural comic?
2: Oh, yeah, it is funny, actually. And it, someone at Palace was telling me, they wanted to be involved. They knew that this was coming up, um, as in the big night in uh, t- show, and they wanted to show something um, like they did with the Clap for Carers uh, video right at the beginning. Um, it is very funny. It's uh, I, I think you, you know you've got to appreciate British humour. Um, some people across the world might not get it at first, but it's uh, I mean Blackadder is an absolutely cult classic show. Um, and I think it brings in all those elements, and it was quite reminiscent of, you know, when the Queen um, did the, the James Bond sketch as well with Daniel Craig. It's very, you know, that sort of humour, um, and, and I, I think we'll we'll, we'll train it on the website tonight, and you'll be and you'll be able to see it
1: yes and while you're talking about training things on the website i must give a shout out to our royal newsletter which goes out every day with all of the best new uh, royal news stories from the mirror you can sign up for that at mirror.co.uk slash email where you will see lots of russell's fine words and also um lots of coverage from zoe forsey our friend who will hear from a little bit later who's going to tell us a bit about the queen's birthday because the queen has been celebrating her birthday as well this week russell but yes. you know, the ways are a different way to you usual she she said no no cannons for me this year
2: yeah this is a, a another example of we're all in it together now the there are normally sort of gun salutes cannons going off in the royal parks and at the tower of london uh, in celebration of the queen's birthday of the birthday every year but um the queen decided now uh, you know listen we're all we are all under lockdown it would be highly inappropriate and those those are the words that she used of um of anything to be seen as a big celebration i mean we've still got an awful many honey hundreds uh, of people dying every day we're still in the midst of lockdown um obviously the queen is isolating with prince philip at windsor castle uh, and all the sort of royal family all spread out doing their bit as they can but certainly normal service is uh is not going to be resumed anytime soon so she took the decision herself that, it would, um, that they would cancel the celebrations. I mean, this is on top of the, uh, the summer celebrations of Trooping the Colour, which has obviously been cancelled. And then today, we thought, or yesterday rather, we further heard that um, the, all the investitures and uh, the Order of the guards service at Windsor Castle was also going to be cancelled. I, mean, I think I touched upon it earlier. I, I just can't see a, uh, a, a point in the near future where we're going to get back to having normal engagements with members of the royal family you might see something along the lines in in a few weeks with um like when uh, william and kate went to the uh, nhs 111 service it's a the telephone service for non-emergency number um but that will all have to be social distance there won't be big crowds of people and certainly i think even if there are engagements they'll they'll have to be kept under wraps because they won't want people um gathering on the streets to see them as does happen all the time, wherever they go. So, um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a while, I think.
1: So there's a different kind of celebration for the Queen this year with sort of uh, on, online, Skypey, FaceTimey, zoomy type messages. Um, well, we're with all family. at it.
2: This is it. We're all at it. I wonder if she did a quiz. I'll have to. Uh, I'm gonna get my sleuths out on the case
1: the queen on um, house yeah. party
2: <laughs> well camilla's on the house party that was a story in the daily mail which made me chuckle maybe the queen's on it as well doing quizzes um there yeah there was some skype calls all the all the family have been keeping in touch um over skype and phone interesting point actually because the palaces the relevant households have said that any conversations any video calls, even though they had confirmed that they obviously would be happening for the Queen's birthday. But they were going to be private and they were going to be kept uh, in-house because it was probably just, uh, you know, sort of birthday wishes um, that were going to be kept private. However, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, in their wisdom, instructed the, uh, their spokesperson to, uh, to tell all the, um, all the press about their call from Los Angeles, which, is, um, which has obviously caused quite a bit of a stir between sort of royal fans and, uh, and other people who are writing about the royal family.
1: So yeah, uh, confirmed they'd had a video call with uh, with Archie on the line as well, which I'm sure will have brightened up the Queen's Day no end. Um, but in uh, remembering how things are usually operating in normal life, uh, we asked Zoe to fill us in on how the Queen usually celebrates her birthday.
0: Hello! Um, Well, yes, as you said, normally the Queen's birthday is a huge occasion. It's something that's celebrated by people up and down the country um, and it's a really lovely day. But obviously for the same as everyone really who's, you know, got a birthday at the moment, 2020 is going to be very different. Um, But one of the benefits of being Queen is that she obviously has two birthdays. Um, Now she was born at 2.40 a.m. on April 21st 1926. Uh, So that's her kind of real birthday, if you will. Uh, But she also has an official birthday in June. Um, But the reason she has why is, well, quite possibly one of the most British excuses ever. Um, It's all because of the weather. Um, So since 19... No, sorry. (laughs) Since 1748, um, the monarch's official birthday has always been marked with the Trooping the Colour Parade. Um, but Edward VII, who took the throne in 1901, was born in November, which obviously isn't a great time of year for a huge outdoor celebration that involves lots of people standing outside um, and kind of waiting around normally for several hours. Uh, so instead, he had the, I think, quite clever idea of moving the parade to May or June uh, because there was less chance of it basically being rain and horrible and very British weather. Um, So that's how it worked throughout his reign. Uh, He was on the throne until 1910. Uh, The monarch after him, uh, George V, um, had a much more convenient birthday. He was in June anyway. Um, But the Queen's father, George VI, also had a birthday in December. So he brought back the old tradition um, and decided to have it kind of in the summer months. And it's something that the Queen decided to do as well and um, so there isn't kind of a set date for the official birthday uh, but it's normally the first the the second Saturday in June and um, George the sixth used to do it on the second Thursday of the month but the Queen ta- changed it for the weekend just to make it a bit more convenient so people could you know come out and enjoy it without having to take a day off which I think is a great idea as well um, so for anyone who isn't sure Trooping the Colour is a huge military parade uh, dates back a very very long time and it's a real highlight of the royal calendar it's definitely my favorite event of the year by far Um, and it's got kind of over 1400 soldiers hundreds of horses lots of musicians it's when the kind of most famous part of it as well is when we see the whole royal family coming out and they'll stand and stand on the balcony of buckingham palace and you see them all waving um, so it's a norm, you know. It's a huge day, but um, that's already been cancelled this year, as you guys have discussed earlier. So unfortunately, we won't have this one either. Um, but looking back to nicer birthdays, uh, last year was a really great birthday for the Queen in terms of her actual birthday, her April one. Um, so if you remember, it actually fell on Easter Sunday last year, which meant that she got to combine two things in one go, really. So all the rules were out in force and they went to their normal... Easter Sunday church service so they were all in Windsor and um, the pictures so we had Kate William was there Harry was there uh, Meghan wasn't there even though she obviously they lived just up the road uh, but she was heavily pregnant with Archie at the time so um, obviously just didn't you know couldn't quite make it out. Um, but in terms of her birthday we do hope she had a lovely time and there's one really sweet tradition which we think um, probably still would have happened so every year Prince Philip brings her a beautiful big bouquet of flowers um, the Queen loves flowers um, so they you know but hopefully even though obviously he wouldn't have been able to go and buy them this year hopefully maybe they got them delivered or something like that so uh, yeah I think that's a lovely a lovely idea and um, and while I'm here as well um, I've been having a look through kind of lots of fun things about the queen for pieces this week so I thought I'd share some fun facts about the queen with her as it's her birthday and um, so if you're ready uh, so the queen her full name Uh, she was born elizabeth alexandra mary windsor Uh, she was born at her parents home uh, which is in mayfair in london and the building is now a chinese restaurant if you ever fancy popping there at any point um so the queen is an an avid reader she loves crime thrillers agatha christie is a particular favorite of hers so she's had lots of pet names and lots of nicknames over the years, lots of them we know. Uh, Prince Philip's are probably some of my favorite. He is said to call her Sausage or Cabbage, as you do. Um, but when she was a little girl, she was called Lilybet because she couldn't pronounce, pronounce Elizabeth properly. Um, so if you look back at kind of any of her early letters, that's how she signs them off, which is lovely. Uh, the queen has owned more than 30 corgis during her reign. And her first one, which was an 18th birthday present was called Susan which is an interesting name, I think, for a dog. But there you go. Um, And another last one is the Queen. We do quite a lot of, you know, lots of talk about this. But the Queen uses lots of signals to communicate with her staff when she's out meeting people. Um, So if she wants to leave a dinner in five minutes, she puts her bag on the table and she moves it from arm to arm to tell her age she's tired of talking to someone. So if you ever meet the Queen and she moves her bag from one arm to the other, be pretty offended and maybe come up with some different conversation points the next time. Anyway, I'll leave you guys to it. Thanks, bye. So thank you to Zoe for that. Hopefully next year
1: the Queen will be able to have a proper birthday celebration and we'll get to see the Troop in the Colour and all of that. But who knows what things will be like by the time it is the Queen's official birthday. Hopefully we might be able to do something a bit more, you know, exciting than sitting in our houses. It would be nice <laughs> if we could go to the, the
2: pub, place. wouldn't it? I mean, that would be great by... Um when 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 june june i don't think we'll be able to we'll have to raise a glass to her majesty in our gardens if this very nice weather continues
1: and maybe if we're still stuck inside then that's when we have to sing
2: <laughs> maybe we'll do it maybe we'll do a live we'll do a zoom live
1: we well, get fact, loads
2: of people to join us.
1: In fact, Ben Fogel, who is um, he's a TV presenter, he became famous on like a reality show from 2000 where he, everyone had to go live on an island and survive. So he's probably you know this is lockdown for him is probably quite easy. He's not on some remote Scottish island with a bunch of people that he doesn't know and they're, they're trying to trying to live there. Anyway, he had this idea that everyone should come out on Tuesday morning at nine o'clock a bit clap for Kara style and sing for the queen, and floated, which is quite sweet. And he floated this idea on Twitter, but Twitter is not necessarily always the kindest places for these kinds of ideas. So I think he uh, withdrew it and said, oh, it was my daughter's idea and kind of- I mean,
2: true, true to form, Anne is being uh, very diplomatic, but he got absolutely destroyed on Twitter. I actually felt very sorry for him because it was a nice thought. But Twitter is not the it's not the arena to be putting stuff like that out in. And uh yeah, it it went viral for exactly the, the wrong reasons,
1: unfortunately. Yeah, his normal followers, you know, if it if it had come out from within the like the Royal Twitter land, I feel like it would have it would have gone down slightly differently because yeah, been... <laughs> probably people
2: would have got behind it and said what a lovely thing it was. I just think he was uh, he got absolutely gunned, unfortunately, poor I Fogel.
1: It's just not it's not nice. We don't need that. We've got to be nice to each other. Be um,
2: kind. Be kind.
1: Be, be kind. It is a good thing to be kind. Um so we mentioned Meghan and Harry had been on the on the video call with the Queen. Um we've seen there have been pictures of them. They've been sat, seen out and about in LA wearing their wearing their masks, or so Megan Megan's got a mask and Harry's kind of on a staff bandana situation. He looks a bit he like looks a like bandit. He bandit. does look like
2: a bandit. He, does, he looks like a bandit. <laughs> Um, um, yeah I mean given their due they you, they can 't be criticized for going out and helping a charity amidst this crisis because i get for them to especially damned if you do damned if you don 't um, and they have given up their time, they were delivering meals for Um, a local charity in Los Angeles um, and, you know, not making that much of a song and dance about it. Sure, those pictures came out, but unfortunately they're in the States now and these pictures are going to come out of them when they're out and about. So um, that's something they're going to have to live with. I think that's something they're going to have to adapt with in their life um, by trying to do things privately. Um, But then obviously there is the argument, that they didn't need to put the, the zoom call out over, uh, through the specific, um, spokespeople. Uh, I just think there is going to be a, a little bit of a bedding in period for them too, um, and they need to find their feet, especially Harry, he's living in a, a different country. Um, and, 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 certainly there's, there's different rules with, with how the media operate out there. So, um, uh, I, I do think it will be a little while. I also think it will be, Quite a while before their new venture Archwell gets started, um, which obviously they were trying to launch through um, to, to big fanfare in this sort of period, and, and unfortunately for them, they, they've been all their plans are on hold for the foreseeable future.
1: And obviously, this week there was a, a statement that came out. Of, well, in fact, a letter that they sent to uh, four papers in the UK. We have to address it because the, the Mirror was one of them and they've said that they're not going to engage with with us among various other tab- tabloid papers as they call it and I'm, we're not i'm not gonna, I don't feel like we need to talk about it too much because we addressed it fairly heavily at the time and it's not actually very different from anything they said when they were first leaving so yeah
2: no I didn't I I, I mean I don't it, it was of no surprise to me I mean we saw this was coming last September didn't we uh, when they were suggesting that they were uh, that they were going to operate in a different way. So, um, you know, good luck to them. Uh, I think that they they will go on to to do great things with their charitable endeavours. They've obviously got a lot of support, uh, and hopefully, they can use their celebrity and their um, you know what I've said before, their star power to 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 put to, to good causes. Of which no doubt, many will need them after the coronavirus uh, crisis has subsided
1: absolutely and if you you know if you are interested in that kind of the media side of things and how it works and the kind of the reaction um at the time then i did do two two specials uh with uh, esteemed experts sorry russell you're an esteemed expert as well but i i got, <laughs> i got um, i spoke to the chief executive of ipso which is the newspaper regulator in the uk which was sort of um they, they are our watchdog that make sure we are behaving ourselves and people can go complain to them and they will endeavor to, to sort it out or tell us off if we need telling off. And then I also spoke to Carol Watson, who um, is a former Mirror colleague, but is now a lecturer Um, at at a university and she, media law is one of her, is one of her things. And she is obviously um, looking ahead with interest to the court cases. The Sussexes are are taking on the Daily Mail over the publication of, the letters between Thomas Markle and and Megan. So anyway, we don't need to talk about that more here, but those two episodes are well worth listening back to and be very interested to hear your thoughts on those. Um, Finally, I think we've got one more birthday that we should address because Princess Anne is going to be 70 in the summer. Uh, It's slightly early that we're talking about it, but that's because she is on the front cover of Vanity Fair.
2: Yeah, and a rather glamorous photo as well um, of Princess Anne, and and a fantastic interview, I must say. Um, it caused uh, you know a bit of a bit of a stir because she was mentioning the younger ones, and I think that there's certainly um, something to be sa- said about the the relationship between the older ones and the younger ones, um, and essentially saying that sometimes that the younger ones wanted were so keen to do it. Their own way. Um, she didn't specifically say who she was referring to, but no doubt she she was obviously referring to Harry and Meghan as well as uh, Kate and William, um, and saying that uh, you know her advice on occasion had been you know you don't need to essentially reinvent the wheel all the time. Uh, I mean, Princess Anne is probably. You know, she's a very popular royal. You can see that by the amount of engagement she does every year. She's involved in so many organizations and charities, and her popularity has probably soared recently due to the success of, um, of the Crown. Um, and, you know, she comes across as quite a feisty, uh, dare I say it, quite sexy uh, character in, in the Crown. And, and I think we saw that a little bit of that through her interview. Um, and she's talking about duty and purpose. And I think that's a lot of the things that we've been talking about after the sort of Sussex crisis has happened over the last few year, uh, months.
1: No, I, yeah, I thought it was a great interview. It was, it was really interesting. And just she sounds so sort of deeply practical about things. And there's sort of a reason for everything. Like even the way she was just talking about her her clothes and how important it is to her to sort of promote British fashion, which we know is, um, is a common thing for all of the royals, really. But then also, sort of, you know, Harris Tweed, because it looks exactly the same at the end of the day as it does yeah, at the
2: beginning. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. So Absolutely it's just, class. It was a great interview. Uh,
1: I really liked it. And, I, you know, it is a, it is a lovely, lovely um, front cover, which I posted on our Instagram app, Podsave. And I, th- I thought there was a couple of really interesting comments which I would like to share with you. So I sort of said, you know, how, what a lovely, glamorous picture it is. Helen Jane Moore said, um, it is a lovely photo, but it, is it subtly saying that it is not okay to look 70?
2: I saw that, actually. And I don't know how I felt about it. I thought it was a, a really good comment. What did you think?
1: No, I, I thought it, it did definitely make me think about things. And I think it is, I think it is a fair comment, actually. And I think, um, so Sigitur also coming to saying exactly my feelings. I thought that was interesting. Um, someone else said lovely photo, but also a bit confusing. At first I thought it was an old magazine. Um, and then there's also... Andrea Kavanagh says, I think the younger photo is primarily a nod to her increased popularity because of the recent season of The Crown. Yeah. Sure, she was stunning, and that's going to turn heads more than her current photo will, but I don't think it's just that. Honestly, without The Crown, she probably wouldn't even be on the cover. And I, sus- I suspect that actually hmm. has possibly yeah. propelled her. I
2: think that's a, that's very true. I mean, she's, she's um, characterised as sort of a, a vivacious you know you, you, sexy young woman who was growing up in that sort of seventies era where she didn't have an awful lot of responsibility and she was you know to, would tease charles on occasion of of how of his difficulties dealing with royal life um i mean i i again, i don't know too much about her as a as a younger person but i think that that's a that's um probably correct that she's enjoyed this this rise in popularity and that people especially Vanity Fair readers, would, would, want, would want to know about her. So, yeah, do seek out the article if you haven't read it, because it's, it is wide-ranging, and it gives you a lot of appreciation of sort of where she's coming from as... I mean, she refers to herself as the old fuddy-duddy at the back, telling the younger ones who how they should behave. But she's she's got a point that there are certain traditions, and no doubt that, let's say, Harry and Meghan, for example, did want to do things their own way, um, and some of that was really, really welcomed in an, an institution which, you know, is creaking um, at the seams sometimes. But, but then, in other ways, there is this decades-old, well, centuries-old institution that needs to be adhered to because they have certain ways of doing things. So I, I think there's a bit of give and take with these situations.
1: But I think she realises what she is as well. And it is interesting because it did strike a chord because there's that thing, if you've been somewhere for a long time, like I've been in, I've worked at the Mirror since 2000, 2004, which is a really long time in like you know today's kind of way that that careers tend to be. So like I'm basically a lifer, Um, and you do do get that thing where it's like fashion things. You know, eventually come back around into fashion, and oh, it flares again or whatever. And you do get that. Okay, so there's a new a new boss or a new person come into a particular department, and they come in and they've got all of their new ideas, and you're like sometimes, oh yeah, we tried all of these about five years ago. Yeah, exactly. They may or may not work, but they're your new ideas, and you're the new boss, so we'll 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 do them. And everything, you know, everything has that sort of echo of maybe we've maybe we have tried this before, and do we, you know? But actually, sometimes things come together at a place and a time, and it is ready now in a time in a way that it wasn't before. So maybe it's not reinventing the wheel; it's evolving it.
2: Evolving it, yeah. I mean, that's probably something. Unfortunately, that did happen to Harry and Meghan that they, you know, Kate. Kate and William had so long to work out what they were going to do. that was obviously something that has been labeled at them that essentially kate has, has has taken an awful long time to work out what she wanted to do. whereas Megan, um you know, really tried to hit the ground running and really keep that frantic pace going even throughout pregnancy, uh, very short maternity leave um and you know you could you can sometimes see the men in grey suits not agreeing with the way that it worked but perhaps they should have been given a a, a bit more freedom as a, as i'm sure they're going to enjoy in the future to to do exactly what they want to do um with the, with their causes
1: there was a line in that Princess fan interview as well that um really made me think of Kate as well when Princess Anne was saying you know it took her I think she said 10 years to feel like she could really contribute to save the children and needing to understand what was going on and it's something that we've touched on quite a few times over the last year you know how Kate has really flourished into that young you know sort of early years education early years mental health that package of things that she is interested in.
2: Well, it's, and it, but it's taken her eight or nine years, hasn't it? I mean, she's been working on these causes for a long time. No doubt she's she's um, gaining confidence all the time. She's meeting a lot of academics. She does an awful lot of studying in the background. However, I still think we can see more from her. I think you, you look at the the podcast she did with Jenna, Giovanna Fletcher is her name, isn't it? I mean, Happy Mum, Happy Baby, which showed... The most we've ever known about her personality, I think, um, and things like that she's becoming more confident in. she is becoming a bit of an authority on this early years' development program and and as the um the months and years progress, I think we we do need her to come. Uh, to the fore and, and and do do more for it because it's it's an it's 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 one thing leaning on the academics and leaning on the the people that are supporting you. I think you've got to lead from the front, uh, and that's certainly something that you know William and and Harry have have done uh, very well in the past with their courses. So um, hopefully we'll we'll see we'll see more of Kate in, in, in the next year. I think essentially all bets are off for, for the foreseeable future. I think you've just seen. The Cambridge's um, diversify to create this new our frontline service in in uh, response to the coronavirus crisis, and there's going to be a lot more of that reactive charity um, stuff coming up in the uh, coming up in the future. Certainly over the next sort of twelve months at least.
1: Well, I think that about sums it up for this week there'll be an, the new episode to look forward to again at the weekend as I mentioned before with Robert Jobson um the bad news for you Russell is that some of the questions for Robert arrived after I'd already recorded with him so you're going to be on the hook for answering the remainders we'll have okay. quest, question time with Russell every week okay. From now no, that'll on, be fun.
2: I'll give I'll... Jobber a call anyway for the ones that I don't know <laughs> I'm glad you've had, it on, ha- had him on so I'm looking forward to, to listening to the episode.
1: No, it's it's a good one. So um, if you are not yet subscribed to the show, but you have enjoyed this one, then please do subscribe wherever you get your podcast to make sure you get the new episode first the place where you get it very first of all is on the global player app and you can also get lots of like fun radio stations on there as well like classic FM and heart radio which are two of my favorites um, so have, check that out if you haven't already but we are still everywhere else that you normally find your podcasts as well and we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram at pod save we love getting your messages and seeing your comments and we do share as many of them on the show as we can because you are very astute in what you say very often lovely listeners and bring a very different perspective sometimes to the ones that Russell and I get from our various houses <laughs> in, London, in London as we Definitely. With all of this. and wherever you're listening I hope you are safe and well and managing to keep in touch with your loved ones via the wonders of technology and until next time... POD SAVE THE QUEEN!